Hello and welcome, friends and followers, to the Dating Godson podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and today's episode is titled New Life. I find that this is so fitting for like the week of spring, and we just had um, the time change yesterday. Um, and there's always this feeling of like coming to life in the springtime. Personally, for me, it's my favorite time of the year. Especially if you struggle with like mental health or like seasonal depression, like this time of year can feel so rejuvenating, you know, to the to the mind, to the heart, to the spirit, to the body, especially. This time of year, I always feel like this deep urge to like really focus on my health. And it kind of just helps bring everything back to life, you know, and like everything in nature is coming back to life. It's just such a beautiful time. And I feel like it's such a great time for people to kind of um, recognize this like resurrection within themselves. And we will have, you know, Easter coming up soon, which kind of represents this, you know, the the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's really like that spirit of Christ coming alive within you and being saved by Jesus Christ really does give you new life. Um, And I'm going to kind of share some of my story today and how I've felt this like renewal in my life since being saved by Jesus Christ and um, how he kind of healed me of my spiritual blindness Um, because I love like in the Bible when it talks about how he came and he healed the blind Um, like physically blind people like he put there's a specific story where he like he like spits on the dirt and he uses like the dirt and and his saliva to rub it over the man's eyes and then the man can see. Um, and for me, I wasn't physically blind, but like I said, I was spiritually blind for a very long time. And the new age really blinded me. Like I thought that I was so woke and I thought that I was receiving all this esoteric knowledge and all these divine downloads and that I was so connected to God and I was literally so blind um and I like to call them cataracts because Satan really created cataracts over my eyes that kept me from seeing the truth and the truth of Jesus Christ and it's like as soon as you call out for Jesus Christ as soon as you give your whole heart to him and you make that choice to become a Christian to follow him he will heal those cataracts over your eyes and you're just like wow like you're seeing the world from a completely different view from a completely different lens from a completely different set of eyes um and like i said it it literally gives you new life (laughs) and so that's why i love it for this time of year and and just really recognizing in different seasons of your life when he's really renewing you and renewing your spirit because i feel like we go through times in our life where obviously we're going to still experience tribulations and we're definitely going to experience temptations. But one of my favorite things is that Jesus Christ does not expect us to be perfect. He doesn't put any pressure on us not to sin. Um, He's there for us when we do fall into, into temptation, when we give in or when we fail or when we mess up or when we're not perfect, he's still loving us. And I just think it's so beautiful. And I'm going to share with you um, the scripture that I have here, because if you don't know, 
from my other episodes, I do a weekly blog post. So the podcast episode is generally like a deep dive from what I've written in my blog. So I'll leave the link in the bio in the description box here. Um, and also you can follow me on Instagram at dating period God's period son. And the link in my will always be in my bio there as well. Um, but here's the scripture I'm going to share. It says, But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And that's Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. Um, and it is such a beautiful experience to like be born again in Jesus Christ, to, be, to feel alive again with him. And to have like your mind renewed and your heart renewed and your body healed and it's such a beautiful experience. But also like choosing the path of Christ, choosing to be a Christian also comes with like a lot of um, like preconceived ideas. Like when I first was being saved, I had this encounter with this woman who was a Christian and I was kind of telling her my testimony and I was like, telling her like no I'm not a Christian like when I was still like I hadn't even started reading the Bible yet I was still kind of on the fence I was like uh like because I had so many judgments and preconceived ideas about what it meant to be a Christian and um, I was like no I'm just a follower of Christ like do not call me a Christian <laughs> and it's funny to look back at it now because like I was so repulsed by the term um but I do know that like when you choose to become a Christian, like you're going to face, like the world is going to kind of be going in one direction. And as Christians, we're kind of being led in a different direction. And so it's really challenging to like see the temptations of the world and and to not give in to them and to hold strong in your faith and in your belief in Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and, and it Christianity to me Christianity to me is not a religion but it's a marriage it's a relationship it's a covenant it's it's like daily hourly weekly monthly yearly it's like a commitment it is like being in a relationship and it's the most beautiful relationship we'll ever have and it's the most beautiful gift we've ever been given by God um, for him to come here in the flesh and die for us. And like the feeling of your of your sins being washed clean, it's like this beautiful feeling because Jesus doesn't like guilt trip you. He doesn't uh, manipulate you. He doesn't shame you or judge you or criticize you or condemn you when you come to him with your with your long list of transgressions against him. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't punish you. He literally wipes this long list of sins clean. Like he just completely wipe, wipes the slate clean and you get a whole new chance. Like it's, it, it's so hard to describe and to sometimes put into words. I highly recommend checking out my blog post because I tend to be able to write a little bit better than I can like speak these things because sometimes it's like so hard to put it into words. 
the experiences and the feelings of like being renewed so um and I know that like now I am proud I'm proud to identify as a Christian because my my identity is now found in him my identity isn't being found in the world and that was so hard for me I feel like a lot of people are struggling with this like identity crisis and are really trying to find their identity like through the world and through especially through new age practices like my whole identity my whole belief system was new age and everything i was doing revolved around new age and really what's the most messed up part is that like new age has you believing that you're doing the works of god but really you're doing the works of the enemy and like it's so self-absorbed it's all about self-love and self-pleasure self-healing right and it never once tells you or teaches you to go to jesus christ and so it keeps you blinded it literally keeps these blinders on you um and then you're just you're not seeing um the deception um you just think that the deception is normal and so i just love that like when you do give your life over to jesus christ like it's funny because all these judgments you had about Christians are just kind of like, they kind of just like fade away. <laughs> but you understand too, because like, it's not really, it's not really an easy path. Like I said, when everybody's go- going one way, you're being led in a completely different direction. And I'm going to share another scripture here that says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory in God rests upon you. Ah, that's 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14. I think that puts it perfectly into words like (laughs) there's no better way to describe it because it does feel like something strange is happening and you feel like wow i used to believe all these things that were like evil and that were that were lies and that are completely deceptive and you believe those and people might have thought wow like this person's so woke or this person has so much knowledge or this person's really got it figured out they know exactly what they're doing and the world will really like you when you're living for your flesh and when you're living for the world and when you're and when you're teaching other people to live for the world and to live for their flesh of course they're going to be like yeah this is so cool let's do this it makes us feel so good but as soon as you like denounce all those things and then you are living for christ and you're teaching the word of god and you're living by the word of god and you're sharing the gospel and you're sharing your faith that's when people start to think that you're strange (laughs) when they start to think that like something's wrong with you which for me personally like sharing my faith on social media and maybe sharing my faith with other people i've never really i haven't really experienced being judged or being like condemned by other people or not necessarily towards my face that doesn't mean that people aren't doing it behind my back but i know that the the spirit the holy spirit is protecting me from anybody who tries to like i don't know um judge me like there's they're still going to but like I have Jesus Christ who's protecting me now. And it even says, like, you are blessed because the spirit of glory in God rests upon you, right? So you don't have to worry about 
what the world thinks of you. The only thing you should be worrying about is what God thinks of you. Um, so I just think that's so beautiful because it is a gift. It is a gift to be a follower of Christ, but it's not always going to be gratifying. You know, it's not always going to be gratifying to share your faith. Um, and people are going to have, like, you're going to meet opposition, but it's like in those trials and like in those challenging times that really Christ gets to shine through you. And like, you get to really, in those moments when people are maybe judging you or attacking you or condemning you for having faith, like you get to share your works in those moments. And that doesn't mean like trying to convince them or trying to change their mind or change their beliefs. It just means you will behave in a way that is Christ-like, you know, because we're not followed to be, we're we're not meant to uh, follow other Christians. We're meant to follow Christ, right? So your actions and your behaviors and how you speak to people who are um, opposing you will really show your character in Christ, right? And that's what it really means to be a follower of Christ. It doesn't mean you're like trying to convert people or you're trying to like um, prove that you're right. You know, it's not about that at all. Like Jesus doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about being right. Um, he does care about being upright, you know? And so when you fe- when you meet challenges or opposition in the world, you know, he will, he's your foundation, so you will act in ways that are upright and that will show his character and what it means to be his disciple. And, um, you know, he promises like by following him, you know, that you will share eternity with him, knowing that whatever you face in life, whether trial or triumph, he will be with you through it all. You know, he gives you new eyes to see the world around you and you're no longer bound by the identity of the world. You know, and it's, it is liberating and it's so crazy because like I thought in the new age spiritual community, I was doing all this work to free myself. I just wanted to be free. Like I wanted body freedom. I wanted freedom of speech. I wanted freedom of mind. You know, I I just wanted to feel free. And I think it's because I did feel like so caged for most of my life. I felt really controlled um, in my family dynamic and just like by like different systems in our society that really made me feel bound especially as a woman but I was doing all these things in the name of like empowerment and liberation and freedom in the new age spiritual community and what I didn't realize is that it was actually further enslaving me like it was imprisoning me and I and I did feel that way like at the time when I was like being saved and pulled out of new age practices by jesus christ like i was still in between i was still kind of on the fence um i was just feeling this like still feeling this emptiness still feeling like no matter what i did i i wasn't free enough like i was still craving more freedom and it wasn't until i was saved by jesus christ that i felt this liberation you know because i was freed from the world (laughs) and all this time i was like enslaving my my spirit with all these worldly things all these fleshy things that really just keep me kept me feeling bound but it's so weird because all these practices in the new age are like if you do this you can find freedom like do all these different things and it's it's so deceptive you know and um it can be challenging because you're being led out of those things and your your belief system is completely crumbling 
you know, and, and the world is saying, do this, look at that. And Jesus is saying, do what I say, look at me. You know, he wants your focus on him amidst the opposition of the world. And I'm going to share another scripture that says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by telling, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's Romans 12 too. And it's so crazy because when I was coming out of New Age, but I was still yearning for more, um... There was this time that it literally felt like there was a battle for my soul. And that's really what's happening right now. Like, um, there's two sides of this spiritual war right now. And you're either on the side of Jesus Christ or you're on the side of the Antichrist. And it feels good to be on the Antichrist side because there's this sense of, like, lawlessness. And it's kind of this energy of, like, the divine feminine. And, like, the, the divine feminine rising. And this is actually really a distraction from... Uh, Christ rising within us, um, the spirit of Christ rising, and it's totally like deceiving people um, because they are seeking freedom. You know, they are seeking this empowerment and this strength to overcome the tribulations of our times. And they think by like connecting with this inner divine feminine that, you know, this is the answer, that this is the solution. But it's really you know, the solution is Jesus Christ, you know, and and because he has already won the battle, you know, he's already won the war. (laughs) And so like, with the divine feminine energy, it's very deceptive, because you think you have to do all this work to empower yourself and, and liberate your uh, divine feminine that's been oppressed for, for thousands and thousands of years. And it's all in the name of like, really empowering women, you know, and It's just so funny because our power as women does not come from the world or from our flesh. It comes from submission to Jesus Christ, to the Most High. Like, He protects us. And I think so many women, I know personally for me, I can't speak for every woman, but a lot of women have had trauma that they've experienced from men, you know. And so this makes them really opposed to this idea of submission to like a masculine figure which would be jesus christ you know but like he doesn't try to control you you know he does not ever he wants to protect you and you know he gives you that structure that you've always desired and it's like that structure that helps you fight against the temptations of the world (laughs) okay because the temptation is everywhere um especially with like our phones and technology, like it's right at our fingertips. Anything that we want to access, like it's so accessible. The temptation is so accessible these days. And so it's leading so many people astray and it's, it's really leading young minds astray. And it's, it's starting at an earlier and earlier and earlier age. Um, you know, that children are being led down the path of hell, like to eternal damnation. Um, when I was in the new age, I didn't believe in hell. I just thought it was like a state of consciousness that you access within both heaven and hell. I thought they were states of consciousness. Um, but now, now I truly, I know the truth. Um, because Jesus really convicted me and called me out and he pulled me from like the talons. I call them talons, the talons of Satan 
and Satan really had me in his hold. Like I was literally working for the enemy. And it's so messed up because he does, he appears as, like, if you believe that Satan looks like an evil, uh, demonic figure, like, when you think of Satan, you might think of, like, this evil-looking man with, like, horns on his head and, like, his face is red. If you believe that's what Satan looks like, you'll be so deceived when he appears to you as an angel of light. And it even says that in the Bible that he can appear as an angel of light. And so when he appears to you as this through maybe psychic visions or whatever it is, especially if you're in the new age and you're into occult practices, like he is going to appear to you as something that you're going, that that's going to gain your trust. He's not going to appear to you as this like terrifying looking man, you know, with the evil horns and stuff. Like, so he's really going to be deceiving people, you know, and he really wants to capture people's souls right now. But Jesus Christ is saving so many people out of new age, like he is already coming and doing his work. And, um, you know, he talks about like, cause so many people right now, and especially this divine feminine movement, it's all about like, and the new age is all about unity. It's all about unifying, like, you know, your masculine and your feminine energy and wanting to unite and have equality with every single person on the earth. And I think it's so funny because when I started reading the Bible, especially in Genesis, there's two parts where he talks about, um, where it says that, you know, in the beginning he's, there was uh, um, darkness and light and he separated the darkness from the light. Okay, so here's another thing where God is talking about separation and, and separating the, the good from the evil, the darkness from the light. But everybody wants unity in this community, like in this new age spiritual community. Um, they want us all to come together and like, it's all kumbaya and everybody's like, peace and happiness and there's this utopia and it's really delusional and I really believed in this so I'm not judging anyone that still believes in that and and desires that because that's what I thought um, God wanted to but it's not what God wants it's what Satan wants because then we can all be controlled by him by forces of evil masquerading as light Um, and there's also a part in Matthew 13 where it talks about at the end of the times the end of the ages Jesus will come with his angels and he'll weed out God's children from the devil's children. There's another um, analogy of separating, separating the lightness from the dark, you know, so. And in the New Age spiritual community, you're taught to like integrate your darkness and you're not whole until you integrate your darkness. And another thing it says in the Bible that God is all light in him. There is no darkness. Okay, so I think that this the darkness can be very enticing, you know, and and it can look like such a great way to heal your trauma. Like, that's really why I got sucked into the new age too, because I I was seeking healing, but true healing comes from the Lord. (laughs) And like, seriously, the, the, the healing in new age spiritual community, and I say that I mentioned this in my blog, is that it's like putting a bandaid over an infected wound and expecting it to heal. But Jesus Christ is like the peroxide that you pour on the wound and it stings and it hurts, but it's what heals and it it binds up the wound. Okay. And so you think that like, especially in the new age that you're like doing all this work to heal yourself, but you don't heal yourself. Jesus Christ heals you. Um, And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that Jesus Christ saved me out of this 
darkness like it's just so crazy because i thought it was the light you know and um it was just keeping me so bound and i didn't even know it um, i'm going to share another um scripture here it says if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i'll i will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land and that's 2 chronicles seven fourteen. um and what i think it means here like by healing the land i'm going to kind of put this in a metaphor but it's like healing you know your temple healing your body you know healing your mind and your and your spirit and your heart but you have to humble yourself first you have to go to him and and you have to be like wow no matter how much trauma work i'm doing no matter how much shadow work i'm doing and how much healing i'm doing it's still not enough like and when you call out his name and you ask him for help and you humble yourself and be like wow what I'm doing isn't working. He will forgive you of your sins, you know, and, you know, he will heal you, heal your land. And, um, I, there was like such a clear difference when I was coming out of new age and Jesus Christ really wanted me. He was like yearning for my soul. He, he desired my heart and, and he just wanted me. Um, and it was so clear. And I want to kind of share this with you because it can, it's really important to be able to discern. Um, and it's really, in my opinion, it's really challenging to discern at first when when um, you're connecting with Jesus Christ or you're connecting with the Antichrist. Because what would happen is like, and I got really good at this because the closer I got to Jesus Christ, the more I was able to discern and see through the deception of Satan. And what Satan would do is like, it was so weird because they would both be so close to me. I could feel them both in my space and they were like fighting over my soul. But Jesus never had to like convince me. He never was like, I don't know. His energy was never like aggressive or like pushy or like he, he would just like sit in my space and he would just be like a pillar of peace and love and he would just tell me how much he loved me and how much he cared for me and how much he wanted me with him you know but satan and this is how i became to notice the, the clear difference he would be really obnoxious and every time jesus would like uh, attempt to to come to me and help me or heal me or talk to me um satan would be there and he would mock everything he would like mock and mimic and like i don't know it was so weird because he was so obnoxious that like I don't know it was like he satan was so upset that i was like kind of turning to jesus christ and i was kind of ignoring him and so he would have to be really obnoxious and he would have to be like he was always trying to convince me to follow him and that's how you can know the clear difference is like um jesus was never trying to convince me or control me or make me do anything he made me feel like i had a choice right and then i had to choose um i had to choose was i going to continue to follow satan in his lies or was i going to give myself over to the lord and allow him to lead me because that's what i was looking for at the time i was like i don't understand what i'm doing or where i'm going like i was just feeling like this energy of like i don't i don't understand i don't know where my life is going <laughs> and so i kind of had to humble myself and surrender um it was in those moments where i was very vulnerable and like i was crying out to the lord that satan really tried to like he would make me feel worse about myself he would make me feel like I wasn't worthy of 
the Lord's love and forgiveness. And I was, he would always bring up my past. There was this moment, and sometimes he'll still do this, where he'll like try to bring up my past and all my regrets and all my fears and all the times I've messed up or that I've sinned or that I've failed, okay? Or or when I was like imperfect, which I'm still not perfect to this day, which is something I also touch on in my blog, um, is like, it's such a relief when you give your heart to Jesus Christ because he is the only perfect person that exists and he doesn't expect us to be perfect. You know, he knows that we're going to be flawed and that we're going to fail, you know? And it really helped me heal because in my in my journey to healing, one of the things that I was trying so hard to heal in the New Age spiritual community was this, this what I would call like a coping mechanism of being a perfectionist. And so... Um, it was like instantly when I gave my heart to Jesus, he healed me of this, like this desire to be like perfect and that like I needed to earn love and that I needed to like pretend to be something I wasn't in order to receive love, right? He just accepted me for who I was. And I was trying so hard in the new age spiritual community to heal this coping mechanism. And he kind of like just laid it to rest. Um, and I know that like Satan can always kind of come in and, um, that's one of the ways that he knows how to bait me specifically because Satan does know how to bait you. He knows exactly what to do to lead you astray or to, to pull your mind away from Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ, he blots out all your transgressions. Like I was saying, he wipes the slate clean, whereas Satan will kind of constantly remind you of all your faults. And um, he'll really fill you full of doubt. And so you can really tell when you're being attacked spiritually. Right? It is, it is spiritual warfare. And um, I, was, I went live on Instagram um, last week. And it wouldn't let me save the video. Because apparently the things that I were talking about, um, they wanted to be able to protect their community. And it was so funny because in that video specifically, I was talking about protecting yourself from spiritual warfare using Jesus Christ because there's so many different things happening right now, like, um, you know, artificial intelligence. And, you know, you really think that you're connecting with, um, with like, like I said, this esoteric knowledge or these divine downloads. You think that you're connecting with Christ consciousness and these things are actually draining you of your power while blinding you, you know, like so many people in the new age spiritual community think that they're like so woke and above the sleepers of the earth, but really they're being put into a deeper elusive sleep um, that's keeping them even further enslaved. Um, and like, it's so sad because what these people are really seeking in new age, me included, was like the sense of freedom, like I said. Um, and... Jesus will give you the gift of that liberation. Like, he was set free. He died for us. Like, he experienced so much suffering for us. Um, and like, like I said, you can just become so blinded by Satan. He creates those cataracts over your eyes. And it keeps you from seeing the truth. And I share in my blog post the story of the time that um, in my early 20s, I got glasses for the first time, 
my whole life I thought I could see just fine and then one time I was at work and I tried on my coworkers' glasses and I could finally see the numbers on the clock and I was like completely shocked like I couldn't believe like because I had just memorized the numbers on the clock I didn't really need to see them in order to know what time it was you know <laughs> and so when I put them on for the first time I was like wow and it's kind of the same concept like when I tried on the eyes of Christ for the first time it was like everything became crystal clear um, and there's like no way you can go back like I can't go back to seeing the way I saw before with glasses and with Jesus Christ <laughs> so like his ability to heal you in an instant is like it truly is a miracle um and it wasn't for me until I truly believed like I always knew that Jesus Christ existed that he was a man that came here and and died and I knew that he existed but it wasn't until like I believed in him and his life as God in the flesh who was sacrificed for our sins and then risen from the dead to free us as a blameless man you know he was blameless he was perfect he was sinless um that's when the shift took place in my mind and my heart and I would just cry to him. I would cry to him and I would, you know, ask him for forgiveness. And he was delivering me from all these demonic forces that had kind of like attached themselves to me because I was kind of like interacting with them and I was inviting them into my space. And this whole time I thought I was protecting myself with these different like rituals and like staging and meditating and connecting with ancestors and angels and guides and I realized now that I was just not protecting myself that I was actually under attack in those moments um and so he really freed me from that <laughs> and delivered me from from the chains literally I was in chains um and now I do feel so free it's so funny because I think a lot of people have this idea of Christians and that like their life is so restricting and like that the bible and the, the the path of Christ is so restrictive but it's for your good <laughs> you know it's for your good it's to keep you um from the enemy and like once you once you have Jesus Christ like the enemy doesn't touch you like he doesn't there's no fun in it for him anymore like he can't torment you or torture you he still tries like he will still try to torture you and torment you maybe through other people or even like through like your own mind right or your own doubts or your own fears or your own worries um but the deeper you form that bond with jesus christ and one of the ways that you form that deeper bond i for me personally has been like every time i do sin because I still sin or every time I give in to temptation as soon as I do it I'm going to Jesus Christ I'm asking him for forgiveness and I'm give I'm laying all my, everything down at his feet so this forms a deeper bond like you just form this trust and this this deep intimate relationship with him because his relationship is so intimate um and it's so personal and so um you know, he doesn't hold anything against you, even if you mess up or if you make mistakes, you know, he washes them clean. And it says, I'm going to share another scripture. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another and that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And that's James 5.16. <laughs> and I realized that I was constantly seeping out my soul like draining my spirit every time I would go against, you know, his commandments and doing things in the new age. 
I was further infecting this wound that I wanted so badly to be healed. <laughs> I didn't understand it at the time because I, I wasn't aware of like um, the act of repentance and being forgiven for my trespasses. So it was truly the medicine for my soul that I was seeking a new age and, and that I always needed. You know, and now that I know that I can always go to him and, you know, he, it's such a relief, you know, because he takes away, um, the shame, um, and he forgives, like, his love is just, like, it's so forgiving, and it, it's so hard at first, because, like, like I said, I didn't really feel worthy of his love, of receiving his love, because I always was, like, taught that I needed to earn love, or I needed to behave in a certain way to receive love, and, um, he just doesn't expect that. Like, he loves you without reservation. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't only love you if you're behaving in a certain way. He loves you unconditionally. And um, he, he doesn't, like, criticize you or condemn you. You know, there's no shame or guilt trips. Um, when you come to him with your with your failures, there's nothing but the riches of grace that pour out of him and into you like a spring of water that quenches your thirsty heart. Um, and he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from them, give from the spring of life, from the spring of the water of life without payment. <laughs> that's Revelation 21.6. And I think that's so beautiful because he doesn't ask for payment, you know. His love is free. There's nothing you have to do to earn it. Um, it's just always there for you. But you have to choose to turn to it as well. Um, and he doesn't make you work for it. He doesn't make you work for his love. Um, and like you don't have to fake it till you make it because he loves you forever. Um, his love has really like restored my faith and given me new life. Like it's literally birthing new life within me. Um, and I still experience, you know, the pains, the labor pains and the aches of, of growing spiritually with him because sometimes it's still hard, you know, like you'll still feel, you'll still feel those pains that doesn't go away, but you have him to lean on. Um, but yeah, I feel myself coming back to life after being spiritually dead since I was born. Um, he has risen in me and I, his sister, his bride, dwell in him forever and ever. I'm going to share with you um, one last scripture here. I was going to share with you a poem, but I don't have that available at this time. So I will be sharing it on my Instagram. So you can follow me there um, at dating period gods period son. So if you like the the spoken word poetry for the week. It'll be there. But ending with this scripture, this is Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. Now I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him 
as the truth is in Jesus, to put off our old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were saved sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you and i think it's so important to practice forgiveness because it's forgiveness isn't something like that's just one and done it's something that you have to continually do like i have to ask Jesus for forgiveness all the time, for blaspheming his name, for um, just going, for rebelling against him, you know, so forgiveness is something that, that's part of your relationship with Jesus Christ, it's that marriage, it's that covenant, and truly asking him for forgiveness, and when you are forgiven by Jesus Christ, like it, it really helps you to forgive other people, you know, and forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you, so I love that so much, and yeah, I'm going to end it here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow me, like I said, on Instagram, at dating, period, God's period, son, um, and find the link. I'll also have like a, a playlist for the week there, and um, yeah, you can check out my blog through the link in my bio as well, and I hope you have a beautiful week. Take good care. See you soon.